everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's Minute 87, which begins with the song lyric, Before I Could Move, and mm-hmm. goes on through Preston saying, Can I come to your wedding? <laughs> I think Preston achieves maximum is like James in this minute. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And I truly believe that the Preston influence that I allowed into my life is this scene with Denise. This very yes. scene. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> yep. The fact that you just said this very scene the same way he says the very same breakfast pastry um, solidifies yeah. that as yes, that is what indeed happened. But before we get to Preston and Denise's scene, we have it transitions away from Amanda to uh, Preston in bed sort of restless and so of course in parentheses mm-hmm. i wrote pressless mm-hmm. um i couldn't see what his shirt was it looked like a woman in a bikini but i didn't know how to search for that so who knows mm-hmm. and then it how does it change from that to oh because it it establishes that's right it establishes the 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 car driving in and it then it comes to them yeah and we see the pretty morning sky yeah to go with your pressed list yeah yeah may i offer also press tossing and turning Ooh, i like that press turning press turning press press Mm -hmm. tossing and press turning Ooh, i like that a lot yeah yeah presslessly press tossing and press turning i think that that's it there we go is that our new shirt (laughs) (laughs) people will wear no people won't wear that but if somebody did wear that meaning if you or i wore that then yeah the uh there would be a big like everybody walking past us would be like what what we like can't hardly wait minute man yeah haven't you you heard (laughs) my friend hall uh at the lab always wore shirts that were of that like were very like internet ordered inside joke I ordered mm-hmm. this from my friend's Kickstarter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that I would, and I didn't know what they were, and it was sort of weird to ask him because he'd be like, "It's from a, it's from a thing." And I'm like, "Okay, well, see ya." <laughs> yeah. So, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Preston has driven home, changed clothes, mm-hmm. and gone to bed. But as we're about to establish in this minute, woken up, presumably showered, changed clothes again. Mm-hmm. And gone to the diner by sunup, like shortly after dawnish. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I would guess that it's probably like seven or eight o'clock, right? I would imagine seven or eight o'clock, but like, it feels like he had to like jump into bed, toss and turn around, look at the clock, realize that he's gonna miss his train, get up, get right. changed, and go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, even if it's seven or eight o'clock, if he was talking to the angel at two thirty in the morning. Yeah. That's even assuming eight o'clock. That is still five and a half hours. Yeah. Which means I would I have to assume that the party got broken up at four ish. I would say so. He probably left at three thirty. Yeah. He had his chat with the angel, probably drove back to the party around three fifteen, had his moment with Amanda in the backyard, (laughs) made keg guys night and then left and then immediately went home. Yeah. Left around 3.30, is probably home by 3.45, in bed by 4. Right. Plans to get three hours of sleep, and that's generous? Uh, yeah. 
I that is generous. I assume he's packed beforehand. He would we have, have to assume to have, he's right? already packed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now he's just going to a summer writing program. Have we established that? We don't establish that until the scene that hasn't happened yet, don't we? Yeah, I don't think we know what he's going to. She <laughs> just says something about your Denise says something about your leaving tomorrow. Yeah. It's so wild that we spend this whole movie having seen it before being like he's going to a summer writing program. But we don't know that because they don't reveal it until the last... Why not reveal that? Yeah, they it's don't so reveal weird. that until I think like the last five minutes of... Like, we'll probably find that out next week. Yeah, we'll probably find that out next week. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a weird piece of information to conceal. Yeah. Because it's, like it's not like everyone's like, oh, Preston's going away forever. Right, but I guess the only person who's mentioned that Preston is leaving is Denise, and it's not right. like his best friend is going to be like, you're leaving tomorrow for that summer writing program that you're doing. As you know. <laughs> yeah, she would just be like, I mean, aren't you leaving tomorrow? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I, he, can't have, he can't have gotten more than three hours of sleep, for sure. Well, so if you picture what we know of how the, the post-party evening went... For all of the characters that we know about. So William spends approximately three hours in jail, like in the drunk tank. Maybe less. If It depends on how long it took the cops to clean, clear up the party. That's true. Okay. So William spends approximately three hours passed out. Right. 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 Or even if they manage to wake him up to get him to the drunk tank, he's still like, I've been in the position of... You pass out, someone wakes you up, and you don't remember being woken up. So you wake up in, in an entirely different place, and you're like, how did I, <laughs> what? But also, kind of it doesn't matter, because you don't really remember where you fell asleep to begin with. The short-term memory part of your brain just has a sign that says, come back later. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, so, like, William is definitely still drunk. If he was that drunk at 3.30, 4 o'clock when the party broke up, it's probably... Yeah. Well, so, okay, here's the thing, though. Spoiler for a later minute this week, but we see William again, late, like, at the diner, and he's yeah. he appears to be totally sober, feeling fine. And yeah. let me tell you, if you are feeling the way he was feeling when he woke up in jail, nothing is going to make you as awake and chipper as he appears to be, except for waiting a full 24 hours. Or thinking that you're absolutely dead and your future is ruined and you've absolutely ruined your life and then realizing that you have been... Now, I understand from a actual realistic perspective what I'm about to say is, one, not true. Two, the fabrication of someone who's never been drunk or hungover. Sure. But I have gone from why get out of bed to looks like we made it. <laughs> when I realized that something that I had been dreading or th someone that I thought was going to be mad at me or something, when I get off scot-free, mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, like yeah. my hair does itself. And I'm like, what's up? Wink, bling of the teeth. Yes, yeah. but if you had woken up with a stomach virus right, and then found out that that person wasn't actually mad at you, you wouldn't suddenly <laughs> not feel like vomiting. <laughs> Fair point. And that's kind of the best way I, like, it wouldn't, a, a yeah. migraine wouldn't just miraculously disappear. It's like the physical ailment of being, even if the sudden, like, the sudden realization that his life isn't over sobered him instantly, which yeah. I will say could happen. 
Right. Um, I don't think the hangover would go away quite as quickly as it appears to, given that he had to have woken up in jail after probably only sleeping in that jail cell for about a half hour. And it's not going to be good sleep. It was yeah. a concrete slab. Like, and, and, and passed out drunk sleep is not good restful sleep. I guess, it, Matt, I guess I wonder how many of those oh gods were I feel sick and how many of those oh gods were my dad and my parents are going to kill me. Right. I mean, he's clearly still sick because as you said, he stumbles out of the, out of the cell. He staggers. But like, I'm just thinking, so we see Preston tossing and turning for 15 minutes. We see William having been in jail for 15 minutes. We see Amanda taking 15 minutes to, I guess, clear out her vanity instead of just going to bed like a normal person (laughs) and dealing with it tomorrow. It really seems like the movie has forgotten the fact that the conversation with the angel happened at 2.30 in the morning. Right. Or I guess 2 a.m. Past no, two. no, we get we guessed that it was about two thirty because she had to leave. Yeah, the, her car broke down after two. Didn't she say you're the one calling Barry Manilow from a payphone at two a.m.? I don't. I think she established that her car broke down after two a.m. She may okay. have later said that about you're calling Barry Manilow. But regardless, yeah, the way the they are acting as though m- these students who have left this party have much more time. It left in their night than they actually do. They're acting as though the party got broken up around midnight or one. Right. Yeah. Which can't be right. And even then, William would not be... There's no way unless... Yeah. yeah, because there's no way that the party could have been broken up prior to Preston meeting with the angel. Because the party right. breaks up after Preston has talked to Amanda in the backyard. Unless... Unless... They live on a time zone. That's true. There, there we go. <laughs> but that wait he, they would have to live in a time zone where the party was the earlier one which uh-huh. means there would have to be a time zone in like new jersey <laughs> yes <laughs> time operates a little differently here in new jersey uh-huh i mean that is true because <laughs> <laughs> time is jersey go hamburgers <laughs> we've just so- spent like 10 minutes talking about <laughs> The fact that the timing of this sleep period doesn't make any sense. And so, okay, but all right, let's transition. So we then find Denise and Preston at his car. Outside the diner. Outside the diner. It's the same is... diner that he was talking to the angel at, right? I didn't get a good look at the I sign, so. but I think it's the same diner. I, would, I, I think so. I think so. He is wearing a jacket. And Mm -hmm. long pants. Yep. He's, yeah, he's wearing like, it's a weird color scheme they put him in. He's wearing like army green, like chinos. Yeah. And a dark brown button down with a candy apple red sport coat type jacket. Like it's not a sport, it's not a sport coat exactly. And it's not a trench coat. It's like. If a sport coat and a trench coat had a baby that looked more like a sport coat, but with some, like, this is outerwear, not part of my outfit right. elements. A sprench coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's your episode title. <laughs> yeah. When I, yeah. <laughs> um, so, right. And I think, and she's wearing less than that. She's wearing jeans, 
and either a t-shirt or a tank top and then a short sleeved button down right over top of it but like not buttoned up what was she wearing do you remember what she was wearing when kenny was following her slowly in the car she was wearing her party clothes which was a leather jacket and long pants and orthopedic shoes right oh right 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 if only we had a scene where they firmly established what two characters were wearing Uh (laughs) well they only talked about her shoes but we did see her take the jacket off and put it back on again a few times right so yeah she was wearing the jacket they have gone home and changed as well yes right um okay so i think my theory here is that sun up in pennsylvania even in mid-june or june whatever june day june 15th june 17th i think it was it was mid-june mid-june would be cool and so he is wearing a, a light jacket for being out there and also sort of maybe the train he's worried about being air conditioned and that's stuff that's true like how some people wear like a like a like a light jacket to the movie theater yeah, or whatever that's true and denise was but. just in the diner and probably left her coat in there yeah oh good point oh, i like that i like that a lot yeah because we because yep, later when we sense. see william he's wearing like a members only jacket or something so it must be slightly right. chilly on this june morning in pennsylvania right exactly I think they both look very grown up. Yeah. And different from how they were at the beginning of the movie. Yep. In in a way that makes me wonder if Ethan Embry was being more childlike at the beginning of the movie to make this transition seem bigger. Possibly. Which is which actually makes me be like, okay, so it was a thing he was doing, which makes me feel better about I mean, it was always a thing he was doing, but like I understand the reasoning for it for being sort of just a like a whiny Ugh, kind of teen boy yeah if he's going to be like a teen man in this uh yeah sort of denouement yeah we'll find out tomorrow exactly kind of in what ways he has grown up since yeah. the party in in reestablishing mm-hmm. a theme we could do a paper on on fate using can't hardly we Wait. could can't hardly fate colon the dissertation but you know what what we don't have to we we're don't doing have a podcast to. instead right the the dissertation of yeah everyone knows that your options are paper or podcast right that's what they say it's it's paper when you're in school but once you're uh, like an actual grown-up yeah you can choose to do a podcast instead right it, you get either your phd or your pod mm-hmm. that was very good thank you <laughs> so they're talking uh, and Preston's like, really? Kenny Fisher? And like, yeah. we reestablished that it's wild that they got together. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happens, but then they go and look at Kenny Fisher. <laughs> Kenny's in the diner. Presumably he and Denise went to get breakfast <laughs> and he's drinking what I assume is a hot chocolate. Absolutely. Has Cause to it's be. out of a mug with like a tower of whipped cream on top <laughs> and he's drinking it. And he, he takes a sip and then he puts the mug down and he has whipped cream, not just on his upper lip, but also on his nose. And he turns to look out the window and he sees them looking at him and he like gives like a, Hey, what's up smile. He, he gives a, th- a, a, a three finger, like how you say three in American sign language wave, like, Hey. Yeah. And like a big goofy grin. And <laughs> it's so, so cute. fucking adorable. I cannot stand it. Also, it must be said, he barely, his shoulders barely reach above the window. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 
Like you can, I think he's wearing a blue t-shirt. I think And so. I say I think because I'm not entirely sure because you can barely see it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. If I could have one single image from Can't Hardly Wait, I think one of the contenders would be dumb grin Kenny Fisher whipped cream face. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Tattooed on your person? Maybe. Maybe. We need to get closer to photographic tattoo uh, for me to yeah. be into that. But because I don't want an artist rendering of it. No, no. You need an actual just like maybe you should just tape a f- print like take a screenshot and print it out and tape it to your bicep. Tape it to my bicep. That's good. And that way when I'm really angry, I'm like, oh, sorry about this, Kenny. That can be start being my catchphrase when I get angry. Uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Nice. I actually was I like thinking it. about a piece of merch for Canada Wait Minute, which is an artist rendering of <laughs> dumb whipped cream Kenny face Fisher. Kenny. Yeah, exactly. Whipped cream face. Ugh. Anyways, it's it, it delighted me to no end. My note is literally Kenny's whipped cream nose. Yep. Um. So then they turn back correctly, like correctly, uh-huh. sort of like, and Denise is kind of like, I mean, I guess. Uh, I mean, she's she too late for me to untell you about what <laughs> happened. And he's like, "Wow, okay. Can I come to your wedding?" In what I wanted from their friendship the whole time. Yes. And I think there are moments of glimmers of it in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. But this is where it's like, ah, this is why they're friends. They're mourning people. Yeah. They're mourning friends. Got it. They're mourning friends. Yes. <laughs> they're both. <laughs> grumpy slash uh starry-eyed and ambitious at night so they do not go well at night right (laughs) yes (laughs) yes their their whole exchange is very adorable and on thursday we have another moment like this Mm -hmm. that oh my god that that are two of the most ethan Embry moments We've had a, a, a handful of extremely mm-hmm. Ethan Embry moments, but every time we get one, I'm like, no, no, this is the most Ethan Embry. Yeah, he is, he is increasing his Ethan Embryness as the Ethan Embrosity, if you will. Uh-huh. As the movie progresses. Yes. And yeah. Oh, man. But I think that is all that I have for this, uh, for this minute. Yep, same. So shall we do social media? Let's do. Let's do. All right. Well, we are on Twitter as a podcast at JE underscore Minute Movies. But individually, if you would like to follow us, you can do that on Twitter. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network alongside a whole host of other really, really great shows, including uh, WIDK. Oh, yeah. Which has been on hiatus, I believe. I think so. But that just means that it gives you more time to get caught up on the backlog before they eventually come back. So WIDK is a morning radio show. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious. Yes. And it's the the one. It's the one that's funny. Yes. It's the one morning radio show that is funny. (laughs) Yes. Yes. They, they, They do their radio show out of a hot dog truck. Mm -hmm. Go hot dogs. Go hot dogs. And it's just, it's delightful. Like, it I is. can't describe it yeah. accurately. It just, it just is. Yeah. And yeah, everybody should go go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like you necessarily need to start at the beginning. Like, there is, like, show lore that builds right. 
in the same way that, you know, any group of people who record things together will build, you know, inside jokes and things. But like you right. can pretty much start wherever. Yeah. And be good to go. I believe when we started archiving those on uh, Scavengers, I believe Colin did a recap of sort of the story so far. Yes, I, think there's I believe an episode he did. That, where that where that happened. So yes, so that would be a good place to start. And I feel like that was within the last year or so, right? I think it was like, after, I think they were. I think it was after the first year. Yeah, I think it yeah. recapped the first year. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, you should go ch- check out WIDK. Absolutely. Um, I think that's it for us for yes. today. Yes. So we're gonna go record tomorrow's. Mm-hmm. We've talked your ear off for quite a long time, and. You know, time is honeys. Go hot dogs. Go get them at hot dog trucks. Uh-huh. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.